Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cinema Hangover, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Taylor, and I'm with my co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. And Oliver. Yo, yo. I love how expressive you are. Woo! So, you guys can't see him, but he is talking with his hands in his arms. I just, this is just how I talk. I don't know why. It's just, ah. But yes, so, what movie are we talking about today? <laughs> so I can't take you seriously. We are talking about Mother. With an exclamation point. Yes, we are not talking about the mother that was just released on Netflix. Because we watch good movies in this household. Oh my god, the amount of times. Watch I... that movie. <laughs> Wait, you actually watched it? Yeah, except that's a complete lie because Shannon lives in this household, so we don't watch good movies. Oh my god. That's so bad. Anyways, we are talking about Mother. It was released in 2017, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. And Javier Bardem. You can't leave him out. Oh, well, yeah, I can. I hate his face. Why? I don't know. I feel like, and I have to look at it, but I feel like he was in a movie where he was an asshole. And once I watch a movie where someone's like a really big asshole, it just ruins it. Yeah, you're talking about No Country for Old Men? No, she's never seen that. So, no. Oh, my God. It might have been this movie, but there was a movie I watched, and he was in it, and it just ruined his face. But that only works for men to her. It doesn't work for women. Ooh. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, no, it did. Okay, before we dive into that shit, what are we drinking today? We are drinking Crown Royal. Limited edition we whiskey lemonade. House. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> and the reason that, well, Shannon picked this drink because she picked the movie mm-hmm. is because in the movie they're kind of drinking a lemonade. Spiced yeah, up lemonade. A spiced up drunk, lemonade. Drunk. But what is a mother exclamation point about, Shannon? Oh, boy. <laughs> what is it about? I am going to read a synopsis. Just a very basic synopsis online. I'm not going to give you my synopsis because mm-hmm. it's going to be too difficult. Um, but Mother is about a young woman that spends her days renovating the Victorian mansion that she lives in with her husband in the countryside. And a stranger knocks on the door one night. He becomes an unexpected guest in their home. Later, his wife and two children also arrive to make themselves welcome. Terror soon strikes when the... Oh, God, what is that word? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, Wait hold on. From there, it spirals. Beleaguered? Belligered? Wife? Bewildered? Belligerent? No, no, no. I mean, that's it, basically. <laughs> this is why I should never do this. <laughs> basically, terror strikes when life tries to figure out why her husband is so seemingly friendly and accommodating to everyone but her. Fair. So, there is way more to this movie than that. Yeah. So do we just want to say up front that, okay, watch the movie first for you to understand jack shit of what um, we're going to be talking about and then dive into this? Because there's yeah. a lot of imagery. No, no, there's no, a lot no, of, no. like... Yes, there's yeah, a lot well, of like medical The only thing I was going to say is I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but I don't gonna know that. You're going to have to. Well, no, what I was going to say, Taylor, what I was going to say is <laughs> I don't know if I want to spoil anything in the sense of like, I don't know that I would recommend this movie to everybody. Yeah, I was like, actually, mm, when I was thinking about I, this And I don't want to be like, go check this movie out. And then like. Uh, when I was thinking about this last night, one of the things that we always ask in the very end mm-hmm. is, is this movie for everyone? And I was thinking about it. I was like, we should almost bring this up in the beginning. There's literally this one scene. There's literally one key scene that would make it where it would not be for it. There's probably a couple scenes. I mean, it's a couple, yeah. but one just but stands even, out in particular. That's I'm like, okay, let me let nope, me let it. me put it this. I think that like of all the movies we've talked about so far on this podcast, uh, it this is probably the most um controversial? No, I don't know about controversial. It it's so the most it's it is the most like obtuse. It's the most like Ooh, it yeah. doesn't really uh, it's it, you don't really know what's going on. Like it it, it doesn't you, like feeling like I mean, I was going to say feeling like you're on an acid trip. I don't know what no, an acid I don't trip think sounds so. or feels like, but 
you literally don't know what the fuck is going on. And it doesn't on. tell it doesn't tell it you. Doesn't tell in you. fact, yeah. in fact, you have to figure it out. I and almost I mean, here, let me let me can I say something? Yeah. Actually, no. I <laughs> almost I almost think that people who listen to this podcast would be better served seeing the movie after the podcast. Mm. Just to have an idea yeah, of how to know. like perceive the movie. Yes, I because I think I, I watched this. I've seen this a couple times now. How many times? And I, oh. I think at least a couple times. Mm. Um, and I think that I enjoyed it more the second time when I knew kind of the literary, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, literary representation of Swear. what each character was supposed to be. Yeah, but I also feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of one of those movies that is interesting to watch, not really knowing what it's about and trying to figure it out on your own and then watching it a second how, time. Yeah, how, how about this? If you are okay with having absolutely nothing explained to you in, the, in a movie mm-hmm. and leaving the movie probably understanding maybe 25% of it the first time you watch <laughs> it and then looking it up and then understanding 75% of it, then you should check it out first. Yeah. Because I don't think that there, <clears throat> I I've thought about this a lot. I think that this movie is kind of like a Rubik's cube, except it's like a Rubik's cube in that every single time you think that you've solved one side of it, another Some, side oh doesn't God, make that sense. That was literally happening. Uh, and it's like, like, like this is also my second time watching it. Fun little fact: like we were not dating in 2017, me and Oliver, and but we worked together. And me and him loved watching movies. Mm-hmm. And I remember he went and saw this movie. And then I also went and saw this movie. And then we were talking about it afterwards. Oh. And we were like, what the fuck? But this was my second time watching it. And I was going into it thinking that I knew what was going to, like, what was going to happen. Like, I was like, oh, this second time is going to be different for me. Like, I'm right. going to understand it. Right. Because um, I don't think I, I may have looked up the meaning after the first time, but I just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching it the second time, I was sitting there like, okay, I think I get it. Like, this makes sense. And then right. something else would happen. I'd be like, okay, maybe I don't get it. So it is all symbolic. Nothing that is actually happening is like really happening. I, I don't want to, I don't like, I guess I just kind of want to give the warning to anyone that's going to watch the movie before listening to the podcast that like, it's when we, when I say that it's like, cryptic and it's like a mystery it's not like one where the answers are all there it's not like enemy where you watch it the first time and then you know you kind of don't understand it but then it all kind of clicks into place at the end this movie is one person's interpretation of stuff yeah and um i don't even think it's intended to necessarily be like taken literally taken literally and make perfect sense it's just kind of like a bunch of metaphors and symbolism taylor wants to say taylor wants to yep if you do not have an experience dealing with symbolic films or films that are not very literal, that are very ambiguous in terms of its meaning, this shit will literally send you in a fucking loop. You'll be like, what the fuck am I... Like, the last, like, 30 minutes, the last 30, 45 minutes of the film gets batshit quick. And I heard about this when it came down to this film. Like, when this film came out back in 2017, this was, you know, raved about quite a bit when it came down to how this film was unique, how the audience was like flabbergasted by the experience and how the last like like major portion of the film goes off the rails. And I understand, but something that, I, that stood out to me, and I think we'll be able to connect to this later on in our discussion, the off-the-wall elements, as you described it, obtuse elements to it, I kind, in all fairness, I can connect to a degree with what Hereditary did in certain sequences. What I mean in particular... 
is well, this is going to go into spoiler territory. So I think what I will do is as we discuss the film, when we hit that particular yeah. scene, I'll be able to make that so, connective point. But just yeah, keep so in mind that something like sense I in mind. I think that this is a movie that we should kind of give spoiler alert. Yes. A little bit soon, anyways. Yeah. Just because I'm just going to say it right now, spoiler alerts. So mm-hmm. pause well, if you don't yeah. want any spoils. Yeah. But it is very everything is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're and just going into spoilers. Yeah. So the whole ev the whole thing, ev- the whole thing everything that <clears throat> happens. Wait, wait. But before before we even go into it, what did you originally think it was? Like before you even looked anything. So up? it it was yeah okay. So Shannon already said it. Absolutely no fucking idea. Damn. Part of that was like so in, in 2017, I I enjoyed watching movies, but I don't think I watched I not I don't think I know that I didn't watch them the same way that I watch movies now. Right. Like I wasn't really trying to completely dissect it um but when me and oliver were talking about it back in 2017 i was like trying to figure it out and i was like dude Mm -hmm. i have no fucking idea what's happening Mm -hmm. um and this time around like i said like there was times where i it start like things started to click for me and then something else would happen and i'd be like wait does that make sense Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah so it it also was marketed as like just a straight up thriller horror movie yeah Yeah. oh yeah by the way if anybody's interested, they should go watch the original teaser trailer for it because it was a sick teaser trailer. Yeah, like the sound really design was super cool, cool yeah, in it, and had a cool I remember there was something really but, cool. But about yeah, it was it was marketed as like a straight up horror thriller movie. It was it's directed by Darren Aronofsky, who made most recently The Whale, but also made Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. and made The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Has made like quite a few, and actually made Noah before this, which kind of comes oh yeah, it comes in circle play. right. But uh, he makes like. I, I, Fairly, uh, he tells like kind of grounded stories, like in mm. reality, and this is very off the wheels, symbolic. Yeah. Um. So on that note, uh, should, uh, should we just dive right into what's actually happening? Like, well, it, well, it, well, well what are interpretations of what's actually happening? Well, what I'm wanting to hit upon is because I bet you've looked up what the film was about, but mm. before you looked it up, well, what was that's, your... that? That's the thing is that. I don't think anybody has an exact nothing. Like I said earlier, nothing fits perfectly. Oh, so you and think it's multiple interpretations? And yeah. Even oh. When you look it up. There's not really like a clear cut answer. It's like, oh sweet okay. But my first feeling. It is a lot of like like Oliver said, very symbolic and like a lot of the. Even the most, I'll put it this way: even the most widely accepted theory as to what this is all symbolizing and ha- and and supposed to make sense doesn't make perfect sense mm-hmm. nothing okay. makes perfect sense in this movie okay and if you're okay with that go go into the movie and right. be good with it but if you're not it's not this isn't a movie for you like i, it, I it, don't think this is going to be a movie for a lot of people yeah, yeah. It, okay. it's very it's a very divisive movie um and it I can bombed see it. at the box what office your... it bombed yeah, damn yeah it didn't, yeah it didn't do well or at least was this critically your first time watching it, Taylor? yep what was your did you did you look up anything before nope what was your? <laughs> yeah, I think your. What was your initial reaction? Because mine and Oliver's first initial reaction was five years ago. Right. Six years ago. Right. So what was your reaction? So and just in terms of, of literally three hours ago. <laughs> so my initial interpretations of the film, on primarily. How about not even your interpretation, like what you thought was going on, but how, how did it make you feel? Like, did you, like, when mm. you watched it, did you kind of immediately get it? I started getting it more and more as I was watching the film because I started seeing, thinking yeah. it from the perspective, okay, 
this is a much more symbolic, metaphorical film. There's allegories here. What are the allegories? Let me think about this. And then I'm seeing, okay, it's titled this way for a reason. Okay, we're focusing on this protagonist for a reason. Oh, okay, I think I'm starting to see what this is trying to portray. Did, what did it, you look up what it was? Nope. Oh. This is all, like, literally just for my yeah, interpretation also, based on the evidence of the film. So me and Oliver both have, I think, have both have looked up the symbolism for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have, ne- you know, now after after having originally oh, saw, so seen I it. I want to hear, okay. Ooh, this Before is we, say, I guess, yeah. Not now, Taylor, what is <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert mm-hmm. here. Let, let's just go into it. Uh, but first, let's go into it from the perspective of somebody that doesn't know other people's interpretations of it. Yeah. So... There were two predominant theories that came into mind when it came down to what this entire film was about. The one was the major one, and the other one was the more religious uh, element that came into play. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that came into mind was that this is kind of from the perspective of someone who is in a relationship with someone that's like famous, either whether it's like, no, this is like the symbolic element of it. If you're a spouse of someone who's a celebrity or someone in power and all that stuff, mm-hmm. this is what happens when you're trying to retain that connection with them but they're being pulled away by the influences of either the ambition their job their career and the fandom and all that stuff and how it's invading your very home and you're doing everything you can in order to sustain it maintain it because that is the very thing that keeps you together Mm -hmm. and the symbolism of like the heart within the home type of deal it's very understandable because from like say if you're like the wife and like you know mother of like a family the home is your sanctuary. That is your paradise. And, you know, you're building this with your husband. Mm-hmm. And if he's being pulled away by these intrusive forces, then you find that as like an, like an enemy force or like a virus being infected inside your home. That's corrupting things. So as the film continues on and as, you know, the husband who's played by Javier Bardem and funny enough in the credits, he's just referred to as him. He doesn't even have a name. No one has names. Yeah, no one has names. And, you know, she's trying her best to be the person that supports him, trying to get him through his writer's block and all that jazz. But yet this external element that's invading into her home is suddenly creating this inspiration for him. And she's like, what the fuck? And it just feels intrusive. But then he has this spark of, you know, Genius. Genius. And this is as a result of them finally being able to have a child, which is what she wanted. Again, extension of building the family and all that jazz. And he's like, finally, everything's solved. I can finally be with my husband, have the family set up, finally, yay. And then it just goes all batshit as soon as he's able to establish himself as, you know, I'm getting back into my groove. I'm finally getting the fandom back up. But then he gets lost in it, and it just becomes this epic cataclysm. And uh, part of me thought of it as... Could it be a extension of what it's like to be a spouse in like someone who's like a celebrity or someone so that who's was yeah. that was so theory one? Well, don't. I want to well, say something really quick. Okay. Before. I don't want you to say anything else about your theories or anything though. Well, I'm not gonna get into like any. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into like my theory before I looked anything up. Mm. Is like kind of what you were saying too. Right. Like the how it's like being in a relationship with somebody that maybe is a celebrity mm. or. Maybe somebody that you are trying to please, mm-hmm. um, and because sh- she's like giving her all into like building this home right. and like doing all these things, but she also kind of wants to just like hold on to that. Would it seems like hold on to that her life in seclusion with just him? Right, it's like a possessive element to it. Yeah, and so then there was like part of me that was thinking like, is <laughs> is there like an anxiety like right. depression type 
aspect with her, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the case. I haven't read any theories about that, at right. least. But then I was like, because there's a certain scene where a lot of shit is happening. Yeah. And it's like a lot of different types of scary things mm-hmm. that happen in the world. So I was like, maybe is it like, I don't know what the um, what it's called when people are like, scared to go outside because of things. That there is a term for that. Yes. Them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a term for that. Yeah. So I was like, maybe she just has some type of like. What I was thinking those like, so I think what you're referring to is that near the th- last third of the film where it gets really rampant with like revolutionary stuff and all that jazz I interpret it as okay anytime she has a moments of peace with just her and the husband Mm -hmm. that's order Mm -hmm. everything's orderly expected good to go as soon as anything is still comes in it's like chaos is being Mm -hmm. blown in it's like fire it just like starts to spread and it gets worse and worse so that was that was one of your theories yes one of my theories so what if I would it well this, this, this is the second half of that theory as well okay would it in would it re- reinforce your theory if I told you that Darren Aronofsky, who's was forty eight at the time, was dating Jennifer Lawrence, who was twenty seven? Oh yeah, that would be and they were both celebrities. Yeah, yeah, like I can see that too. Uh, oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Another aspect that came to mind too was that. So, is it okay if I can just go ahead and spoil like one of the more like brutal scenes that happens? Yeah, we're in spoiler territory. Okay. Because I still like. <laughs> So, so the theory one that you just had and that you kind of echoed, Shannon, is one of the more widely popular theories is that it's what it would be like dating somebody that's a celebrity. Not half. what it would be right. like because it's obviously it's not. But like right. it's supposed to be like a highly symbolic version of, of dating someone that's famous or anything. And it's it could be a reflection of Darren Aronofsky and Jennifer Lawrence having dated. And yes. So that's one of the theories, although it's not the most popular theory. Right, right. There's another portion to it as well. So yeah. in the scene where basically they have it, the child is born and the child is killed. It is rough as shit. Okay. It was. Whew. The child isn't like killed. The child. The child is killed. But is she? Yeah. Gives birth to this child. Um, and her. Basically, their house is invaded by a shit whew. ton of people. Yeah. Um, that are looking up to her husband and he's just trying to please them and they want to see the baby. Yeah. So they are having kind of a standoff where he can't touch the baby because she knows that some fuck shit's going to happen. Right. right. Because he's shown that he does, he's kind of more, he's more into his own fandom than the safety of his own family. Yeah. Um, She dozes off. He takes the kid out there. The crowd takes the kid and they're like, Throwing this little newborn baby around, Ooh. and then all of a sudden his neck snaps. Oh! And then she's freaking out, and once she gets to this front of the crowd where the baby is, you don't see baby anymore. Ooh. You see flesh and blood and guts. And, and they are eating they are him. Eating him. Wink, so wink. this is when the second wink, theory started. Wink. So this is when the second theory started to oh, develop. God. So here's the thing. So the extension of the first theory was that with celebrity, what happens when you have a family is that oftentimes your children gets engulfed into the celebrity element as well. And there are many cases where the children of celebrities or those in power, or whatever the case may be, get basically consumed by the groups or society itself, where they no longer are the children that the parents had. They just become demolished or in some way distorted. Yeah. So that's one thing that came to mind. But as a result of that scene, that's when I was like, okay, Here's also the religious theory that could come into play. That's where the Virgin Mary aspect comes into play, where it could be the sacrifice of Christ and all that jazz. That's where that interpretation came into play. And I'm like, okay, 
that could also be a so sec- another me, theme that could me, be going on top of your this. other theory now. Yeah, so that's where the second theory comes in place. So this entire film could be an interpretation of maybe the relationship of the Virgin Mary with God or the sacrifice of Christ to Now, what if I she, told... She what? is actually supposed no. to... Oh. What? I was going to say... Which, what the, which was but it's one of the more <laughs> easier things for me to pick up on is she is supposed to symbolize Mother Nature. Yes. You oh, Mother Nature. The, all the thunder. I was building up to that. Well... Okay, Shannon. <laughs> and he oh, yeah. so here, here, here's he is. Shannon doesn't know what she's talking about. Damn. He, he is. <laughs> let me I'm now. Let, now I'm going to. Now I'm going to give you. I'm gonna blow your mind, okay? Because mm. he is supposed to be God, right? Uh, okay, I shouldn't even say it's supposed to be because it's everybody's has different theories. But the most, right? The the theory that fits the best is that Javier Bardem's character is God, mm-hmm. and. Jennifer Lawrence's character is Mother Nature, mm. Which and their house, and yeah. their house is supposed to be like the environment, or supposed to be like the world, whatever, right. right? Right. And essentially, each act of this movie is a different portion of the Bible, whether it's like the New Testament or whatever. Genesis and all that jazz, yep. Exodus and, and so, all that jazz. Yeah. I'm just gonna break it down from everything I can remember. You you fill in yeah. the gaps after I'm done, but this is the theory that fits best for me, and then I'll poke holes in this theory as well. Okay, is that so? It all it starts out with the creation of of the world. Basically, there's this fire, and it all goes, <clears throat> it all gets consumed in this crystal, whatever. I it, it's so crazy. I don't even want to like go into the details, right? But essentially, we'll call I'll call her Mother Nature for the rest of this kind mm-hmm. of synopsis is fixing up the house, kind of making this house perfect, mm-hmm. which would be like the world, right? Mm-hmm. And like is taking all the time painting and renovating this house. That right. was previously previously yeah. just fire and magma, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she is in a relationship with God who is creating these, po- like they call them poems or poetry or, or literature. But um, has a writer's block. But has some writer's block. And so then somebody at random shows up. It's a man that shows up at the door Played by Ed Harris, which I want to talk he, about them. Yep, but I just want to zoom through this, and then you can okay. come in. Um, so then, a, then a man shows up at the door, uh, who is pretty sick, and he's very disrespectful of this house. Mm. He's he's kind of uh, kind of like smoking in the house and like not obeying the house rules, whatever. Right, kind of trashing the house a little bit. And Mother Nature is kind of like, whoa, I don't really want this guy here. It's supposed to be just us. But she's understanding, and she like takes care of this guy. And then there's a scene where the guy, Ed Harris, his character, is throwing up in the toilet, and you briefly see a cut on his side. It's his. Gotcha. gotcha. This is symbolizing yeah. Adam and Eve. Yes, he is yeah. Adam, and he's missing a, a rib. And that's right? when Eve appears. And then literally Eve the next appears day. in the next scene. His okay, wife, right? Okay, so then his wife shows up, who is Eve, and they both are all fucking over each other, making out and stuff, right? And they go mm. into the only rule that they had besides all the other. They're, they're trashing the place, right? And they're drinking lemonade and getting drunk and all these things, right? And they're trashing the place. That's why we are drinking lemonade. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and so then there's like one rule. You don't go in the study. But they go in the study and they break this crystal. That's they that's eating the app. The forbid, forbid, <laughs> yep, they forbidden fruit. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they go and they, you know. And then they immediately have sex after, which is like, you know, what the first sin or what I can't remember yeah. what it is. But mm. essentially that happens. 
And then these two boys show up, and they're having this dispute. Not boys, they're men, but they're the children of Adam and Eve. Aren't they, like, two out of three sons that are supposed to be there? They are two sons, and they are representation of Cain and, and Abel. Abel. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and I, I don't know who you're, what you're thinking of. <laughs> and they are fighting, and they're all back and forth, and eventually, like the Bible or whatever, I'm not mm. super literate no, 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 in, no, in but the Bible, yeah, but yeah. from my understanding, right, Cain kills Abel. Yep. And then there's a wake, and it gets super crazy, and all these people are coming in, and it's getting all out of control, and there's a ton of people in the house, and then these she keeps telling Mother Nature, keeps telling these people not sit on her damn kitchen counter, <laughs> yeah. and they keep sitting on the counter, and it busts, and it floods the house, hence the flood, uh, right? yeah. The flood, that, you Bill know. Bill Ark has to save everybody. Sure. And so then- the same flood? Y- yeah. Yeah. And so- <laughs> then the flood happens, and they fix it, and they clean it up. And after this, they have Javier Bardem, or I guess God, and Mother Nature have sex, which, you know, I don't know. Fuck Whatever. It. Okay, uh, sure. They have sex, <laughs> and then uh, he's inspired, and he creates religion, I would assume. Religion or the Bible or whatever you want to say, because now there are all these people that are, he, you know, he's Following so the inspired. Following the wood of the poem or yeah. the poet. And, 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 yeah. he, and he describes this this writings that I he's have a done. Really quick. Uh, you can wait a second. He <laughs> describes all these writings that he made as uh, she thinks it's he's inspired by the birth or the the, the creation her, her, that they've the made together that, that they made together. But he's also inspired by Adam and Eve's story. Yeah, yeah, all of these yeah, writings. exactly. Yeah. So it's like partially both. Yeah, yeah. What was your question? So I don't. I am not like that. First, well versed. Is that the right term mm-hmm. in the Bible? Neither am I. Neither are you. Are you Taylor? Yeah, I don't not know. really, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Do you think that this would have been a little more easier for us to understand without looking it up? Well, I immediately if, picked up on a few. I like most of what I've sure. talked about. I, I picked too. up like, on Mother just Nature yeah. Was pretty easy to pick up on. The, I, I immediately was like, oh, that's Adam because of the rib thing. I yeah. Immediately was like, oh, that is Adam. That was, but that then was I started, and then I immediately, and then I immediately, yeah. so maybe what that's why I'm asking, like, yeah. if you were very well versed in the Bible and like all the stories behind it, do you think this would have been easier yeah. to piece everything together? Yeah, I think it would yeah. probably also piss you off. It, but it, it depends, anyways, it depends I on like the perspective you on have. This, yeah, yeah, go this, for it, like, go for it. Because you're trying to do a breakdown, right? Yeah, okay, go for it. So, no, no, so then all these people show up and they are in love with his book, right? Yeah, and they start like. You can see like Ash Wednesday. You can see like kind of like little hints of everything oh, happening on, and yeah, they are like yeah. worshiping this guy, God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is so in love with these people in a way that he's like so he's admiring them, but he's not paying attention to Mother Nature, his wife, right? Right. He's, he's welcoming just, he's them into so, the home, and he wants to take care of them. Yeah. He wants to take care of all that they need us. He wants to take care of them, but it's kind of in spite of their home, yeah. in spite of Mother Nature and their house in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Uh, you know, there's there's a there's a sim- symbolism there yeah. regarding humans and how we treat what a nature and love. Right. right. But uh, eventually it all goes, you know, now we're kind of wrapping up to where you were talking about already. Mm. We're like, it gets fucking crazy. There's riots. There's sex trafficking. There's uh, yeah, hostage sit- situations. Yeah. There's like people getting murdered in the streets and poverty. And like it, 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 it goes it's, wild. It's just wild. Yeah, it gets crazy. So she has the baby. Pops the baby out, baby's killed. And why I was saying wink wink earlier is because the baby, in my interpretation, is is like a messiah care a messiah. Right. Right. That's what I was thinking kind. Christ and, and the Virgin Mary and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and gets ripped apart and they start eating the baby 
which is like in my interview, the, the blood of Christ. Right. Like communion. Communion. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's fucking crazy and it just keeps escalating and there's all sorts of some, like all sorts of crazy stuff coming where they're like, you know, worshiping God, but at the same time that's in like, they're in, all horrible people. Like it's like all, in spite of like the recognition of mother's nature and what it offers. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then she blows up the whole house um, and God being a creator at the end, basically saying like, I create, that's what I do. He takes her heart, which is a crystal. And then the cycle starts all over again, which is kind of like, right. Which in the beginning, the girl was different too. It wasn't Jennifer Lawrence. Right. So that's where you see a glimpse of a different girl, at the beginning that was burned up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I like my initial thought was at the end, if it was Jennifer Lawrence again, then it would create a totally, like I would have to adjust my theory, but if it's a different girl, then it kind of supported the celebrity theory, but I do recognize the religious theory is also it is, on it top is of basically that as well. That is it's like, like both together. Yeah, it, it, I think both work, both have issues. I think the 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 theory that fits the best is the religious. The one, religious one, yeah. Oh, but, sure. um, but but I also get the other one. Um, but that being said, there's so much shit that just straight up just doesn't make sense. So it what just, is like the biggest ones that don't make sense? Who the fuck is nine one one in this world? She calls nine one one. 911, what's your emergency? And like, like, who the fuck is 911? Who are these police that are coming? Like, what, how does that make any sense in the story that's being told? Maybe I guess it's a it tiny is, thing, but it completely pulled me out. I was if like, it, what if the it's fuck? entirely <laughs> symbolism, maybe it's like the cry for introducing order as hard as possible. Because someone answers on the other side. Right. Um, in that circumstance, it might. Who is Mother Nature calling? Could like, it be like a representation of desperation? Like that's how maybe. far of desperation. Like she's reaching out, like external help, just to like quell this madness. Yeah, but someone answers, and then there's like a, and then there's. I didn't. They never said maybe mad. Well, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a plot no, hole. No, I'm just saying that there's it. yeah. it's, it's a plot hole. Another another plot hole is like what what is the yellow drink that she drinks to quell her... It's like, it, it, the idea behind that is like a sedation, right? It's a means but in, of like... If she's Mother Nature in that theory, what is that? I, so, I was confused by the drink. That's actually what one of the things that I was going to ask. I don't understand that drink. The only so, thing I could think of is that it's like... And her like... She drank that drink when like you would start to hear like a high-pitched noise and she would... Like almost, almost she's having a panic like attack. Was, like, right, and the high-pitched... And that's why I had like the anxiety theory. Right. Um, but what would cause the anxiety and what would cause that high pitch? Like an, nothing crazy. I mean, yeah, nothing crazy was happening. When right. She Darren was, like, Aronofsky is also a staunch atheist and very, very pro environmentalist. So well, I'll do it too. That, 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 that I would really do it too, actually. Yeah. Well, I was wondering too, like the reason why she would have those, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Uh, I would say panic attack moments. Yeah, sure. Um, is when she recognizes that she is losing control and the intrusion in her home is like severe. And it's like but when it hits never, close. She never was having those anxiety attacks and drinking that drink when those intrusions are really happening. Are you talking about and after she, well, while she's pregnant or are you talking about like yeah, in while the, she's pregnant. that's because she poured it down, poured it down the yeah, drain. Nothing really crazy was happening when she was drinking the yellow drink besides maybe the, Adam coming into the house. Well, I think the reason behind that is because when it's like the means of escalation at that point. So when the strangers are introduced and there's that sense of invasion, it starts to quell. But she's like, okay, let me take this medication. Let me calm myself down. Well, and then she, it's just, well, no, it does. She, she dumps it down the drain once she's pregnant. Right. Because she thinks, okay, problem solved. We have this home. But because of, in this case, you know, 
the poet. I'm just going to call him the poet for now. When he introduces this great work to the masses and this creates this extensive effect where everyone's swarming in, it's an intrusion that she cannot handle. And she doesn't have the medication anymore. The baby's about to come out because I think it's a mixture of panic attack and also she's going to labor. But what, and is, it's just, what is the medication in terms of if she is mother nature? Like what is that? What, what does the sedation effect? Like what, what is does it, it represent? symbolize? Yeah. So I noticed that they particularly chose a yellow coloring and it was like very powdery too. Mm-hmm. Did you also notice that crystal itself had a bit of like a yellowish like tint to it? Orangish red or something. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if it, could that be related? And in yeah. that regards, what does that crystal represent? Does that represent unconditional love? Does that represent something? It, it, well, so the paint is yellow. Paint is yellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, shit. Yeah, she yeah. She actually pours like a, the powder into the paint. Yeah, so there it. has to be a connection with all that, right? So yeah. is that, could it be the desire for, could it, if, say, for example, if it is unconditional love, then is that mean one suppressing their personal needs for the sake of the other? just to keep going type of deal? Uh, in terms of her being Mother Nature and him being God, I don't know what that means. It, you know, I, I don't... It's supposed to be like a... So I just well, she just looked it up. I, yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah, I don't. was going to throw that out there. Right, fair. Just it, to give it context. Sounds like obviously it's supposed to be like an anxiety reducer, but there's a right. lot of different theories on it. Mm-hmm. One of the theories that I just quickly read, just because I'm not going to obviously dive in while we're recording, right. um, was sun. The sun, like no the yellow. Like, is the sun is symbolizes like. So sun, then, why would she put it in the toilet? <laughs> why she what does that have to do toilet? with it? Putting in the toilet <laughs> doesn't make. And that and that's what I mean about this movie is like I Someone think you said could like it's like supposed to be like a cavity, but like no. Well, but what it it it's it's I think I think that you could drive yourself crazy trying to make this make perfect sense. And I, man, I remember after watching this movie, I read forums online forever. Oh, and really? Nobody and nobody has an exact. Okay, nobody has an exact. What was in the toilet that he threw up? Who threw up? You mean Adam? Adam. Remember when she went in the she like and was she saw the heart and she was that a heart? Yeah, that because no, it hissed at her. Well, no, I thought it was a heart. Blood. Yeah, because that pops up throughout what the course was of the film. That in the fucking toilet, Taylor. I think it's just so throughout the film, there are moments where basically mother he threw up his heart. No, no, no. So, and the heart scene was prior to him throwing up, wasn't it? No, it was after. Oh. No, the heart in the wall is a recurring thing. But yeah. the thing, but then, the thing in the toilet was I don't. Need, I think actually it was a different bathroom that he had thrown up in. Yes, no, no, it was. Yeah, the bathroom upstairs. The bathroom that uh, she went into was the bathroom that they were using. Right. And this continuous imagery of whether it's a heart or blood. It like being, hissed. Yeah. And it's whether it's a heart or it's some type of organ, it was it expelled blood. And that's constantly shown when she's by herself with the house and trying to tune oh, with it. Aronofsky, Aronofsky mm. has revealed that it was indeed a rib. That was oh, taken out. There you go. Wait. It was the rib. That was yeah. thrown in the toilet. That was in the toilet. Well, shit. Miss? How the hell was that a rib? I don't know. Why did that did not look like happened? a fucking... It, well, I mean, there was a part that was kind of like a little bit pointy, but then there was like meat and muscle on it. So oh. Like ripped out, obviously. Oh, jeez. Oh, interesting. Oh, my God. Now I just want to like, like ask Google everything. It's <laughs> funny because I've typed in what is the thing in the toilet and then what is the yellow and both... Of uh, the first Google searches, just immediately said in mother. Yeah, yeah, because I bet that was searched up like crazy. Yeah. Initially, yeah, I, 
and, and all all I can continue to say is that like I think it's like something where as soon as you start to understand one part of it, another part doesn't make perfect sense. Well, that's where the idea of like it's taking upon multiple allegories and multiple thematic elements at the same time. That's where it might be coming to play. It feels like every time you start to tighten one string, another string starts to unravel. But that's where that other string could be hitting into that other, th- uh, I would say, thematic element. So, like, the reason they overlap is because as one through line may not work, the other one might be filling in the gap. Maybe. I'm just, like, trying to find a way to make it all <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything that makes... Not anything. I don't think that there's something that makes perfect sense. At least one theory. But yeah. if you have multiple combined, maybe it could work. Yeah, but then they start to cannibalize each other. Then the theories start to cannibalize each other. Well, does, I, it, I, does I, it have to be the case where the theories have to be, like, interconnected, or they could be existing in the same plane? Like, that's what I'm saying. If that I, think, may- I, I, think, I think you just run the risk. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's... Because there are plenty of films that do that, where they have multiple thematic elements working at the same time. Yeah, but each thematic the, element the feels stri- like it makes... I think, mm. I think that when you're watching this movie... The most straightforward answer is the anxiety of relationships with somebody that's a celebrity. Right, yeah. I think that that probably is, like, meant to be... That's, like, the initial, like, understanding of it. Yeah, and I think that that is meant to be there in the movie, but I think that's, like, the most straightforward answer. Right. And maybe he did that so it would be... Like something interpretive. A more watchable for but most I feel people. Like, but then the I li- feel like the I religious the one... It definitely adds depth. I feel like the religious one makes a lot more sense than the celebrity one. I can agree with that too it because does, it adds it a lot does. more depth and connectivity like, to it. Literally, like there's, there's like it so explains much so much more for the whole entire movie. Yes, it does. There's yeah. so the, much I religious imagery, like mm-hmm. relationship, anxiety, blah, blah blah, makes more sense until the fucking baby dies. Yeah, when that happened, I was <laughs> like, well, like, we gotta come up with a new theory. <laughs> yeah, there's just yeah, I just there's just. I would uh, that theory would make sense as a chief theory for me if there wasn't so much religious imagery. Yeah, there is a lot of religious imagery. And I could understand it being like, oh, as a celebrity, you can be seen as like you know an idol to people. But like, it is so it hits you over the head with it, dude. Even with the subtitles, there's a point where they actually name like a lot of like the followers like zealots, and I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. And well, and and it's and it's like. You know, they literally, yeah, (laughs) they're, you know, they're like doing the whole, like, he's dipping his thumb in the ink and then putting it on his forehead and like, kind of like Ash Wednesday. Treating it like a ritual or something like like that. Yeah. Did you say like Simba? I'm thinking like Ash Wednesday, but. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like it, uh, I don't know. It just makes sense to me that, that that's what it would be. But I'm not saying it doesn't also work part. I think it partially works in both, but it doesn't fully work in either. Right. Which would drive a lot of people crazy, I think. Well. I think this is. I think the best thing that this movie does, period, is create conversation. Fuck yeah, dude! So that is something I do appreciate that this was actually able to introduce because it's so symbolic. Is that you're actively like trying to dissect Apparently it? Apparently, he wrote it in like it. a fever dream, like in a couple weeks or something like that. Like the entire. I can movie. believe it. Wow. I can believe Which it. Which would also <laughs> lead to the fact that it probably doesn't all make sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Well. So this actually harkens back to what I mentioned earlier about the, you know, the obtuse element of it that makes it stand out and, and where I created that connection with Hereditary. So you know how with Hereditary, when you've watched like the first like third of the film, it's, you know, okay, there's some drama here, but it doesn't really hit off until like the daughter dies in like a pretty horrific way and it just goes back. God damn it. Well, <laughs> well, already in spoiler territory. So that's the second film for you. So, 
Um, she like gets knocked out and it gets all batshit. Oh, she doesn't the, get knocked out. She gets her head knocked off. Decapitated. Decapitated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you already spoiled it. We might as well spoil it some more. Right. Exactly. She fucking gets decapitated. It was rough, and Brutal. it just goes down the rails at that point, you know. And that film was considered, you know, huge during its time because it introduced this whole, you know, genre of, you know, a change, a shift in horror films. With what this. Do they call that? Uh, elevated elevated horror. horror. Yes. Stupid term. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, the reason I even mention this is because I remember during this period, you know, I think Hereditary came out first, but then Mother came out a bit after. Or it was around the couple same. Couple years, I think. Maybe. Couple years. And it had that same type of buzz as Hereditary did, where it was like, oh, my God, you got to check this film out. It's like so crazy type of deal. And s- watching it, th- how far they were willing to go with certain scenes, hell, they, the baby's death and all that jazz. I was like, that was damn. Brutal. That was brutal. And I was like, oh, Jesus, okay, I can understand why this film definitely got attention because that's some rough shit. And it was one of those things where it made me see how both films just had this similar buzz effect that existed around them. And after watching both of them, I can see they went to a degree that films prior really didn't do that, go that far and really honed in on it. Mm -hmm. And it just stood out to me. I think the comparison between the two it's isn't very, it's rather completely loose, but just just because like although her hereditary is also kind of obscure in its horror a little mm-hmm. bit, there is absolutely like an explanation to what's going on in right. hereditary. Whereas in Mother, I I like we've just sat here for the past forty whatever minutes. Right. There's not like a super clear cut explanation for what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like the 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 explanations with hereditary is pretty clear cut. Well, with Mother, it's very symbolic. But how far they're willing to go in order to deliver the message, I think that's the thing that makes them stand out. They're willing to do some really controversial shit or willing to do some hardcore shit that makes and you I'll go tell like, you holy one, fuck. Yeah. So I, the methodology I, behind I it, I think, that's the thing. I do like that about this movie. Is like, mm. Although it's like not a clear answer, that's kind of what I like about it. It's so fucking bizarre Yeah. that it like just... You, you're... You're going to have a reaction after this, remove, after you watch this movie. Remove. No matter what. You're not you're gonna have some type of reaction. Yeah. Yeah, except that you take the color away from this movie and Shannon instantly hates it. Oh, you mean if you turn it black yeah, and white? If it's black and white, Shannon instantly hates this movie. <laughs> Are you doing another lighthouse reference right now? I'm doing all sorts of references. I swear. <laughs> and she's laughing and she doesn't say anything because she agrees. I would like it in black. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think Lawrence in it. I think <laughs> I you know. Above all else, mm. this movie is technically re- very good. Like oh, in, yeah. in like how yeah. it's how it's filmed, how it's acted, how it's edited, how set designs. You know, apparently yeah. uh, she did phenomenal in it. I would say I thought that Javier Bardem did fantastic in it oh, too. I think Jennifer Lawrence did great. The fact that she was the focal point of the film and had to carry. The main, like, she was the protagonist. She had to carry Apparently a lot of traumatized the, her. I can, I can see that the, f- yeah, the emotional weight of you know the acting prowess that's necessary in order to make that happen. The emotional, you know, what's the term I'm looking for? How you need to relate that emotionality to the audience. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And the fact that she had to carry that burden and was able to deliver what she did. Props to her. That was yeah. that was damn. No, I thought that she, I thought that she was scenes where she was being beat up and like. 
almost stripped was traumatized. Yeah. I don't think that, yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really, yeah, they were just like basically tearing her apart. That was rough. Yeah, that was a brutal yeah. scene. That was rough. Yeah, it was. I, I think that she, yeah, no, I think that, I think that both, I think did that both actually, Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence did fantastic. Didn't I think she that, get nominated for that performance? I'm not sure, but mm. I think that, I think that they both played their roles really well. Like, yeah, Javier Bardem does like, a good job too. Jennifer Lawrence as the mother, you know, like mother nature, and then Javier Bardem, has an equally difficult task of kind of being this guy that you like are supposed to under like see the love that he has, but also see like the other side of it too. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, it's, you, you, he's good at writing the line, I think of being, of understanding why she loves him. Like right. he's tender and sweet. And then also being like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Right. 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 Like, and it's tough. And I think that, yeah, it's well acted. It's well shot. It's shot really intimately, like very close up on them all the time, which yes. makes it very claustrophobic. There's not a lot of wide shots in the, in the movie. But that's intentional. Which, yeah, which is what well, I was going to say, which is intentional because the sound design is also pretty jarring mm. and loud and like kind of over exaggerated. And all of this is kind there of leads. a lot of sound design in this, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Creaking doors, creaking floors. Oh, I guess maybe not sound design. Like, like music? Music? No. No. no it didn't. There's like none, right? No, no. sound design is. Yeah, yeah. no, no. But, I'm sorry. I was thinking of like music. No, yeah, I don't think yeah. there is a score. I was I was thinking really. about that because what was the other movie that we recently just watched that had no. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait yep. of a Lady on Fire. So. And we were. And I was. We were talking about that, and I was like, mm. that's crazy, because that's something that normally I would not like. And I was thinking about that watching this movie. There was, like, no music in this movie. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure if there was none. I can't There might really have been, like, remember. very minor. But, but yeah, like, it, 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 there was, it there's wasn't definitely, the end. Well, there's yeah. definitely sound effects. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's yeah. definitely sound effects in the sound design. You feel like you are in an old house but what while I, you're watching this movie. But what I was kind mm. of saying is all this leads to a really – um, stressful watch, which is really cool. Like it's very cool because it it's it's anxiety. yeah, it's like the, an anxiety simulator because it I, anxiety simulator. No, seriously, like it, it was. Yeah. It's like hard for me to watch, and I forgot. It's about very that. stressful. It starts escalating very quickly, <sighs> and because of how it's filmed, and just because you of kind how of just the feel it. Of the house is like yeah, it's you're in this like house that has basically. I don't even know, like the entryway mm-hmm. is almost like a circular hexagon. Yep. And on each circular hexagon. A circ- what? I said it has a circular like a type hexagon. of formation type of deal. Oh. Or a hexagon. Okay. I don't know exactly how it's set up. And then literally every angle you look, there's a different entrance of a room or a hallway it's not exactly labyrinth but it gets pretty damn close to it i don't even know how to explain it but like anywhere she turns she's looking into like a different room or a different hallway that looks into a different room yeah i guess that's a good point i didn't ever i didn't really think about that but there's never really a spot to hide in it like you're always there's not really many doors in, in the house except for the room which you know comes in place later but um i mean i guess bathrooms and stuff right but like for the most part all all rooms kind of lead into other rooms and it's all very open. So there's a lot of times where she, when she's trying to get away from someone, she'll just end up walking into another person or like when she's trying to walk the mother and child to the bathroom in one scene, she goes in the bathroom and then there's just another door that leads to another hallway with people. Like, yeah, it's not like quite a labyrinth or anything, but yeah, it's very like, yeah, circular. Everything kind of is open. And I think it was done purposefully because it helps with the editing standpoint of it. 
for sure. Because there's a lot of every, like simulated one takes as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, every turn, as soon as you shift from one wall to another, there's an entire scene that's being enacted where you're like, oh shit, this is going on. Well, oh a, shit, this is going on. Literally a scene where she's like standing in the main. I don't want to call it. I don't even know what. Like it hall, is. something like, like that. Hall, but it's not. It's a circular room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Staircase. Yeah, yeah. And she's looking around like a three sixty turn, basically, mm-hmm. and she's looking in a different room each direction she looks. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Well, then it's you anxiety. And mm-hmm. then on top of all the things I just said, the editing, like you touched on, Taylor's super good. Like, yeah, it's. Whew. It things escalate so quickly, but also so seamlessly. Like the house yeah. changes from a house into like a war zone, it and like quickly, it, it quickly, and and it's like I said, simulated one takes, and all these things add to it being pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really crazy stuff I happening. Like, I would say the last third where it did those rapid takes of the absolute degradation of society that's basically what i'm going to describe that scene because that's basically what it is it it was from a technical standpoint i'm just like how the fuck they do this is damn cool i'll tell you i'll i'll tell you one thing though that i did leave with this time around is Mm. that no knowing so I, I didn't really, again, I didn't really pick up on the celebrity relationship aspect of it because mm. for me, as soon as I kind of picked up on the religious aspect, that was the puzzle piece. That I mean, that would make clicked. sense. That's like whole. That was kind yeah. of the puzzle yeah. piece that I clicked wasn't into even place. Really more so thinking of celebrity, I was just thinking about like relationships. Yeah. And like somebody trying to please somebody because she says multiple times in the movie, like, why am I not good enough? Right. Like, right. Like, she just keeps saying that. So I was thinking more of just like a rela- relationship aspect of her, like trying to yeah. do all these things to like be good enough for him. And I didn't, yeah, that's and why I, didn't, I was thinking I didn't the quite fandom element came into play I, too. Yeah. And then that kind of like the anxiety part kind of fits mm-hmm. into that. Like if you are in a relationship where you feel like that, you probably have a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. That you're going to be in a war zone. Well, that's Maybe. where, again, that's where it's like it kind of breaks. Like the yeah, the, initial... the immersion kind of breaks in that yeah. way when well, I think like. No, like. I, I think that you could, you could, let me, let me talk about this, okay? I think that you probably could, the biblical side of it definitely makes more sense. I definitely think that that's what the movie is trying to Mm -hmm. portray. Yeah. But I think that the relationship aspect could also play into it. Like, Mm -hmm. being in a relationship where, like, maybe you don't feel like you're good enough, but you have this spouse that has other desires maybe right. not like in other relationships but just like wants more like they can be pulled away yeah for people like him or whatever and she's like why am i not good enough why am i not good enough she's wanting to create this like world with just her and him where he would just and stay that's why yeah. they're in this like house out in the countryside mm-hmm. and i think that's where like the anxiety aspect comes in she just like wants this like solid Solidarity? Right. Solidarity, is that the right word? I'm Solidarity, yeah. Um, with just him and her. Yeah. And like all these other like things are getting pulled into their little safe space. Yeah. And it's like stresses her out. Yeah, no, that, that was like the initial interpretation I had. But then once things went off the rails so hard, I was like, yep, there's some religious element going on here. They're like, there has to be. Yeah, I mean, that that's what it is. I mean, right, right. I, think, I think. I think you could for fit me, that but, also into yeah, it, though. Yeah, I yeah. mean. I guess if you're like getting like kind of granular, yeah, I mean like the relationship 
like I guess if I'm speaking from my interpretation, the relationship between Mother Nature and God is one of like narcissism and is one of uh like it's a toxic relationship. One is very so generous in giving so and like, one's like very good. I don't like, even take, take, I don't take. know for me, I don't know that the yeah. like purpose was to have a you know, it was it wasn't supposed to be saying anything about relate like again, this is just me. Yeah, I don't even I don't yeah. think, think that, that it was that necessarily was like supposed to I don't think like this is Darren Aronofsky's relationship movie, so much as it's specifically how he feels about humans treating the environment, Mother Nature, and God's relationship with Mother Nature. Like, how can God let these bad things happen to Mother Nature and to people, et cetera, if he is, like, all-powerful, right? So that makes me think about the cyclical effect that has been introduced at the beginning and end of the film where, you know, at the end, Jennifer Lawrence dies. And, yeah, basically she dies. And... God retrieves a crystallized essence from her, which I'm interpreting as unconditional love. I have no idea. That's like the most initial thing that comes to mind. It could be something completely yeah. different. And I'm curious what your guys' insight might be. Because as isn't soon that as he, he, isn't that what isn't that what he says it is too? But I, I is that well he just like takes well, out he her. says, I want your love or something like Yeah, that's what yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So that's why I think it is like unconditional love, something like that. Or like I think she says something like he says something along the lines of she says like I have nothing else to give. But then, what about your love type of deal? And then he yeah. takes it and then, and he places it in a central piece that starts to rejuvenate the rest of the world that is in the context hey, of the film and then create. My first tattoo was from a church group saying. Really? Maybe it has to be something in this movie. It's You're making a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it says. To be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. Mm, that is an interesting one. Mm. Does As, that fit into this? No. <laughs> I will not eat those green eggs and ham. <laughs> I will not eat those green eggs and ham. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so that being said. I was trying to see if it fit into the movie. Well. Sense. I, I don't I mean. I, I again again like I think it's I think it I think it's, Wait, it's, actually, it's how it's how you choose to see this movie. Actually, Do you see this movie as Well, you don't want to hear what Taylor has to say. Okay. <laughs> well, it just sparked an interesting thought. So it kind of connects to this whole cyclical factor. So new woman pops up and it's kind of basically mother nature being reborn, but if you think about it, if the same thing happens where God has a writer's block and he's supposed to be God, then what is he trying to do? He's trying to create these great words in order to, what, inspire the masses, in order to create again. So, but by doing so, if he's gone through this process before, he knows what's going to happen. Where when he releases these great words, he'll actually introduce these, this religious fervor towards him. So he's make, making the words of God be known and love will be coming towards him. Yeah. Be over. I think... A tattoo has a meaning. <laughs> uh, I think. I think it has. I think your tattoo has meaning in in the context of this movie and how you're choosing to see the overall message of the movie. Is it a love story or is it like a kind of cautionary tale? And I think that mm. like Beth. the way that I the way that I see this movie is it kind of what I was saying. The whole reason I was going on this this tangent to begin with yeah. was that. Watching this the second time, yeah, I and knowing that the puzzle piece that fit the best 
was the religious part for me. Yeah. It leaves very, very little, there's very little moral or social ambiguity in how Darren Aronofsky feels about the human race. Mm. There's very mm-hmm. little like, oh, humans are, like, if you come at this from the, the biblical perspective, it is very grim. Basically yeah. that, like, humans are irredeemable. They, like, are destroying the planet. Destructive force, And yeah. God is a narcissist and is kind of like allowing this to happen allowing this to happen in in because he's so focused on his own creation yeah yeah and and so like if if you're going coming from from the religious perspective it is like there's not really much to in, interpret it, well, it's like very much like it's not like there's a whole lot of you know gray area it's the, very black and white in what Aronofsky feels then what do you think about the cyclical element that this keeps happening over and over again? Like, cause the idea, I think it is that, I think it is like, cause Darren it, Aronofsky is a, as a staunch atheist. I think it's that like, it, this is the sort of thing that's kind of doomed to repeat over and over again, because God will always create, but is also, you know, in, in service of creation, not necessarily in service of the environment or anything like that. Right. And like, a li- I'm wondering if there was a line about this that was actually in the movie where it's like, hmm, no. So I just got reminded of Michelle Pfeiffer's like, uh, statement to Jennifer Lawrence in the film, and this was during the wake when one of the sons died. She was mentioning how you give and you give and you give and nothing's ever enough, and I think that's like an echo of what Jennifer Lawrence is experiencing. But I was trying to think if there was another line in the film talking about the idea of being so infatuated with creation and I think it was literally like Javier Bardem saying this while he was killing Jennifer Lawrence's burnt body, where it's like the, your very nature is to create. And that is what you are. And you cannot change your nature. But as a result, neither can she, being such a generous being. But it begs the question, if this is a cyclical process, not one that's just finite, then why isn't there like any type of learning from this? Like, why is it where because you have the you, opportunity to change I, I the path? Like you just answered that own that your own question it's, is that like, if if God or the poet or however we want to call him in this movie yeah. is the creator and all he does is create, then that's what just what he's going to keep doing. Right, he's just going to keep creating. But why doesn't he create an iterative? Because like, he's process. enamored with his creations. Right, you know, like I and I think that that was ultimately. That was ultimately kind of for me what the movie was trying to show is that like it it was always in service of the creations. Mm-hmm. And when I, I say that like with an asterisk because he's not really taking he's trying to you know, horrible things are happening and he's Javier Bardem's character is like kind of air quotes letting it happen, right? Right. But he's also trying to help in different ways. Um, but just wants to create. And then is mm. is kind of uh loves the impact that it has on people but not necessarily what the fallout could be from it so with the fact that it is a different woman at the end of the film does that indicate that yes it's nature being reborn but does it offer the potential of something changing like we don't know what happened prior or after because this film is focusing on what happened now and that's like an abstraction of biblical story could it be saying that what happened before was something completely separate and batshit but it still led to a fire 
and then what's happening next could be something different, but also could lead to a fire. Like, a different religious circumstance that happened. Like, that's not biblical. Like, something that, like, an entirely new religion. Because we have an all-creator. Like, a different creation myth exists. Something like that. Yeah, I... I, But because of the nature of the god itself, even if it goes through a different path and a series of events, it will still lead to... It almost always... It it almost felt like to me that... Like, you know, the creator's relationship with Mother Nature is always doomed to fail. Like, mm. it's like... Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. It, it's it's <clears throat> like um, they are not in service of each other's best interests. Like, whereas Mother Nature is giving and creating in this generous way for it's both of them to share. It's not as reciprocal as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't want to like misconstrue that any of this is my belief or anything. But right. Kind that's of like just what, what the film is... What the film is saying. And yeah. I think... It is Darren Aronofsky does not leave much moral gray area. I think that he <laughs> no. is like it is. It was it was like a slap, especially this the second time I watched it. It was like a slap in the face in yeah. the sense of like, oh, you you are very cynical. Like you feel like things are pretty <laughs> fucked and the human race is pretty fucked. Yeah, like, he's not wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but like a a lot. I think a lot of movies that are as like cryptic as this movie is yeah uh you don't lend themselves a lot to different different interpretations kind of like oh you know there was this good person in this i mean recently we just talked about saving private ryan and even saving private ryan which is kind of one-sided in its perspective i'm not trying Mm. to make a saving private ryan reference but it's one-sided in its perspective (laughs) even that there was like never not (laughs) even 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 in that movie there are moments that kind of ride the line oh yeah of that you know like, like, like exploration of the situation he, from different perspectives right yeah. um whereas this movie's like no objectively all the people besides javier bardem's character and jennifer lawrence's character are bad like yeah. they're all pretty bad and i mean yes there there's varying degrees of bad but even the ones that are like kind of okay for a minute end up being bad yeah um and if you're interpreting that as fans, then fans are bad. If you're interpreting that as the human race, then the human race is bad. Right, like, no right. matter which way you interpret it, he's making pretty large strokes of like you know, and his portrayal. Is it the well, case with? I'm sure that God and Mother Nature never intended for people to be going to war and sex trafficking and murdering people, and I think that that's like kind of the symbolism. But that, that was there. also yeah no I know but that was like, also. They're creating all these things that are supposed to be good and are supposed to be awesome, but they're fucking not. But, well, Mother Nature didn't create anything well, guess, bad. Yeah. He's definitely, but he's definitely, and again, if you know you know that he's like an atheist, he's definitely pointing a finger at God and being like. Like the influence of religion and how it leads people to e- do some interesting things. Yeah. And how he can let this all happen. This like, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let it all happen. Yeah. that That's another like, critical God, point. God isn't. No, he. No, but he's letting it all happen when he has, and she says multiple times, like, "Make them stop, make them go away," and he's just kind of like so enamored with his creation that he won't. Hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting point. He, he's it. It's a. If you interpret this movie as like a, I mean, I'd be interested to hear what you think, but like, if you so interpret you think this it's like movie, an anti-religious. Yes, movie. absolutely. I think this movie is huh. very mm. anti-religious. That's actually very interesting. Adam and Eve are horrible people. Yeah. Garbage human beings. Cain and Abel are horrible. I was so confused. I I was actually going to bring it up earlier about 
Adam and Eve's character in this. Like, because I had read that they were, like, supposed to symbolize Adam and Eve, and I was just so confused by it, because I'm like, they just, like, that's not who I would picture as, like, an Adam and Eve. Right. Like, when I picture Adam and Eve, if I was to picture Adam and Eve, it'd be, like, two innocent people that just so happened to stumble upon some temptation and something happened or whatever. But these people are just, like, all over each other, freaking weird, having sex, getting drunk. That's Extremely not what I, selfish, basically. That's, yeah, that's not what I picture as Adam and Eve. So, it's, yeah, that makes me kind of, like, see the movie in a different light. It being it's a, I think if 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 I think if you movie. again for for me it, with all the bi- biblical references it's impossible to not think that this is this is like that that's what this is kind of representing yeah for sure and if that is how you see the movie as like a you know a biblical you know metaphor type of thing with a greater arc right or or symbolism then it's impossible to see this movie and not see it as an anti-religious movie. Yeah. An anti-religion movie, or at the very least, like... Yeah, no. An- yeah. yeah. Anti-religion. I mean, it's... it's Or anti-human race. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Um, and I think it's... it's It doesn't quite work. It's it just very ham-fisted in that approach. Like, it's very much like... There's not a lot of ambiguity, right? And there's not a lot of, like here's here's the redemption in here you know like here's the here's the hope it's very much like no we're fucked we're screwed because this is you know how things are and again in a very weird way like it's not it doesn't ever directly say any of that but like again if you interpret it as that that metaphor then it's hard not to see it that way yeah i don't even know if we're at this point but like the longer we've talked the like more i've realized like this is quite literally the first movie that i do not know what i would rate i'm not i don't even have like a spectrum like i'm not even like a damn oh maybe it's a two maybe it's a two and a half like i literally have no idea and i usually Mm. i come out of a movie like having somewhat of an idea and then we talk about it and maybe it changes i haven't even thought about it Mm -hmm. which normally i do yeah and, like, as we've been talking about it, I realized, oh, shit, I have to rate this movie at the end of this. So, And I quite literally do not know what I would do. This it. might help. But, Oliver, you have a point. I, I mean, I, I think you could choose to look at it a couple different ways, too. You could look at it from just film perspective, too. You don't which, have to look at which it. Like, I, d- what, I mean, I, I'm doing this podcast and I'm watching movies I don't normally would, wouldn't normally watch. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to do that. Yeah. Which is crazy because this was my pick. Right. I, I, I don't know. Well, we don't I have to get to that quite know. yet. Yeah, no, sure. I know. But... I was just like, that just kind of, I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. it's like, that just kind of shows you how crazy this movie is. So what comes to mind as a result of that, that might be able to help in terms of being able to determine the quality of the film is, is there anything that could have been done in the film to make it better? Probably, yes. yes. With, <laughs> yeah, oh, damn. Oliver was like ready to go. And yes, yeah. Okay, so from well, your guys' perspective. Yeah. But it's what not though? Like it was a bad movie. But yeah, but what 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 though? What could have been I done think it's for me? It's so like symbolic that makes it like yeah. For hard. for me, mm. I, I don't need, I, I don't need solid answers in all my movies. And in, in fact, Which I think we've watched quite a, quite a few movies that like are kind of open ended or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Like, I in fact I really appreciate a movie 
that trusts the audience to kind of come up with your own interpretations yeah. of it. Yeah. I think That's what cool. bothers me about this movie and what could be improved is there isn't any answer that fits perfectly. And mm. I think Darren Aronofsky, pro- I haven't looked up interviews, but I bet you even he doesn't have like a perfect answer for it. Ooh, and that's, I think that, that's like, troublesome, yeah. And I think that it's it's more about the question than the answer. Right. And, and I think that like that's fine a lot of the time, but I think it's just, it's a movie that asks you to understand it and think about it, but doesn't necessarily itself make a whole lot of sense when you think about it. Too right. Much. It's literally like someone, as you mentioned, it's a fever dream. It's like someone's excri- like ex- describing their dream to someone and like trying to interpret what the fuck it means. I, and God, even then, and even then, like it's thinking like about different things in the movie. And there's like a part where air quotes Eve is talking to air quotes mother, mm. mother nature, mm-hmm. um, about their relationship, God and mother nature. Um, mm. and kind of alludes to the fact that God is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like isn't wanting to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And that just—what does that have to do with? The I think that has to do with sense? that. To me, that has to that do with makes it seem like the relationship side of the. the to me, I think we it has to do with like sense. I don't think she. I think it had to do with more that he is so enamored with his own creation yeah. that he's not I paying think he's, attention he's in love with his creation rather than like in love with her type of thing. Um, but in that same scene, she tells like, you gotta, you gotta do better than this and holds up these panties and then shows these like lacy panties. And like, that's what the I fuck think, does that I think mean? The idea and that's like a I whole th- other thing. Like that's not an E. And one thing that keeps popping to mind, cause we're trying to find where the gaps are when it comes down to like, say, calling the police or the lingerie and all that jazz. I think that's just elements in the film to try to connect it to a relatable reality type of deal to initially introduce the film as, oh, this is a more grounded relationship drama. But then as escalates over time, it's it's the thing to kind of help create that sense of grounding, but gradually escalate to... No, this shit's more symbolic. It's like you're on the bottom of like a roller coaster, and as you're going up, you're like, oh, this shit's about again, to go crazy. And again, it's that's a weak point to me where I feel mm. like, again, this is just my preference. No, no, fair, fair. I would prefer you either lean in and be all cerebral, kind of like this dream sequence, right? Right. Or you ground yourself a little more where it makes more sense in terms of the story. So that harkens a really good like, point. And that's where, you, and it seems like there's an agreement here, of that's one of the faults of the film. It has its foot in every single camp. And it's right, like, right. It, and by not committing it to one or the other, it's creating this distortion. So unfortunately, with recognizing that, because it's trying to kind of teeter in multiple approaches of having that grounded elements and then diverting into a much more symbolic element. Do you think that's one of the factors that led to the film, just not getting the as much, I would say, critical, well, box office reception as it could have? And this is leaning into, like, what's the hype deserved question that we I normally have? I feel like it got a lot of hype. Like, at least before it, before it released. It's a good marketing campaign. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think it suffers, I think it suffers it. a little bit. It suffered the opposite. Uh, like maybe it got too much hype, no, and then it didn't do as well. Like the product was not as worthwhile. No, I think we were really hyped for it. I don't think it was necessarily a lot of other people super hyped because I kept hearing I about think it. Like it suffers non-stop. from the like the village syndrome. Ooh, the village. If anyone remembers, 
is M. Night Shyamalan's oh, kind of like period piece <laughs> romance. Yeah. But it was marketed heavily as a horror movie. At least it's I not think, that stark of a like contrast. No, but I think it suffers a little bit from the same where people went into this, myself included, thinking it was like a thriller or horror movie, and instead you got this like really weird cerebral, metaphorical, biblical story, which is still good, but not what you think you're gonna get. And it's a lot harder to access than your standard movie. You know what this just made, reminded me of? So you remember the Tree of Life and how the first like quarter of the film was like what the fuck is this fucking space ass <laughs> acid trip i'm having right now but then the middle portion of the- about it for a second then i was like oh yep. yeah yeah and then the middle portion of the film space is actually a goddamn trip. film like it's actually like oh now i get what the fuck this whole damn thing is and then the last quarter is just like all right going back to but some I think weird that, shit and i think that's just a great example of, of being able to be both kind of like you know I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess dreamlike or cerebral or mm. metaphorical or symbolic and being new grounded. To rate those movies. That's what's so weird to me. Mm. Why do I not know what I would rate this movie? How do you? I guess, how about? I mean, so, should we get into that? Yeah. Like, so let's try to break it down. I, and I'm not even trying to like rush us into that. No, no, no. I'm just. I've been sitting here thinking about it because one, like I said, I haven't thought about it at all. Right. Up until like. Halfway through, we were doing this podcast, and I was like, oh, shit. I have to rate it, and I haven't even thought about it. And then I was like, oh, crap. I don't know what I would rate this. So let's start with the practical elements. From a technical standpoint, do you think this film looks good? Is it shot well? Is the acting good? Sound quality? Like, is this a film that is watchable technically from, that, from a technical standpoint? Technically, yes. I think it's amazing. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's the standpoint. That That's something. So it, it is in, in all the pieces that make a good movie I outside of story. I standpoint, I would probably give it like a four. Okay, fair. Now, out of story, what would you give it? Yeah. Story being like narrative elements. Uh, that, know, I think that's the tricky part. It's yeah. hard. And, and maybe, maybe part of that is like I don't understand like the religious aspect. Like I get the religious aspect, but I'm not like very familiar with it. So maybe that's why it doesn't make as much sense to me. My first initial reaction, I mean, my first initial reaction from 2017 would probably be like, what? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'll say from this, I'll give it like story wise, like a two and a half. So maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Like, like a, a three, three and a half, a three, three, yeah. So right, if we're giving, all, if we're giving reviews, review. <laughs> right? I <laughs> mean, not normally how I think you can it, land. Here's here's like where yeah. my mind goes a lot, right? So if yeah. two and a half is the midpoint, you feel kind of just completely neutral on it. Wait, movie. two and a half is the midpoint? I thought it was the oh, movie five. Three. Yeah, yeah, that's two exactly and a half. That is exactly in the middle. Two and a half is that's fractions. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, it, I get it. <laughs> I'm just used to like because I keep forgetting that we have like the half element of things yeah because normally with most like rating scales three is like the middle but then we have the half scale so it's like oh yeah, yeah. thinking like one two four five yeah three is yeah right exactly yeah, so, yeah. 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 I, get okay, no, yeah, I get what you're right. saying i get what you're saying because i'm like in, so in used our, to like the being able to have, right if we do it like that correct fair. yeah so but i don't think of it in that way because three out of five right yeah. right but, yeah, yeah. But fair you're fair yeah, yeah three divided by, yeah anyways <laughs> so if, if you've got half if you've got if you've got halves then mm. two and a half is that midpoint. So when I think of two and a half, I'm thinking I am just kind of like neutral. I'm kind of like, yep, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just kind of fine. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, And so I guess if you're giving it a three, Shannon, is that what we just decided on? Like, are I you think like, that's, like, I'm not really like confident on that, but I oof. think that's like the 
the closest that I yeah can, like, so right now. it this for for me it's also if i'm giving my rating mm-hmm. it's also kind of a tough one because what i really like about this movie is like kind of i guess similar to Shannon directly opposed to what i don't really like about the movie oh uh. i like the same stuff i like it's technically great i think it's it does a really good job of creating the emotions and feelings that you that it wants you to feel the anxiety you know the yep. stress all those things um, I think the acting is great. It's professionally well done. Yeah, it's professionally great. I think Darren Aronofsky is a super talented director. He's very divisive, but I mm. think he's really talented. I, I mean, yeah. I like his movies. He's got skill. I think it's one of his worst movies <laughs> from what I've seen. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen quite a few. Mm. Um, it feels like he bit off a little more than he could chew. But that's the autistic ambition, you know? Yep. Um and I, I think that the story, symbolic, like I said, the foot in every single camp, not really committing to one direct message or, or you know, I don't know, metaphor it's trying to tell, mm-hmm. prevents me from, from giving it a higher score. Um, all this long ranting is probably suffice to say that, like, I think I'm at, like, a th- three... Three and a half. I I, I think I you think choose one. Three and a half is pretty high. Yeah. I I think I'm, that that's your right. I, I but I guess the like part. The I guess the other. Like... I guess the other part that I haven't spoken about is I love what I love about this movie isn't necessarily necessarily the movie itself, but I love that this movie creates conversation. Yeah, and yeah. I love that we can have all sit here and have different interpretations. I sat, you know. Right out, out off the bat, you interpreted it completely different than I did. Yeah. I mean, both of you kind of had different like readings on it. I think probably a lot of people's like initial yeah. some of without my, looking anything up. Yeah. It's probably completely different. Than and like some of my favorite stuff. movies yeah. ever are movies that create conversations. Like, I just oh, yeah. love sharing movies with people that, like, it, it sparks that those conversations about. Right. You know? because and so for that You alone, get to explore perspectives. Yeah. For that alone, I, I like this movie, you mm. know? Um I think I'll stick with a three and a half. I think it's really technically great. Oh my god! <laughs> Sochi's going berserk sorry, with his toy. Guys, our, <laughs> our, our old our old boy is just having a field day. He's god damn. so stoked. I'm like his, grinning his, ear his ear siblings are so outside, cute. and he's just throwing this toy around, having a blast on his own. <laughs> As you're going deep into oh, like yeah. your explanation. Oh, like, yeah. Real, like, um, yeah. <laughs> Who needs religion when you're Sochi and you have a toy and you can yeah. just throw that shit around wherever you want and you run around? You guys have we have three <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyways, Taylor, I, I think I could, again, I guess I could see either or. Three or three and a half. Yeah. I guess I have to stick with one. I think I'll stick with three and a half. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of like, kind of beating a dead horse here. Like the technical elements of this film is pretty like well recognize is freaking mm-hmm. awesome acting's freaking fire the set design solid sound design solid editing editing's woo kosher and just the overall execution of the film is impressive mm-hmm. like what they're able to do in the blending of these various see- like scenes and trying to create this absolute just dream experience nightmare is, yeah nightmare yeah no it's it's impressive but then it's the question of what is the story? What are the thematic elements? What are you trying to say? And what are you trying to express? And 
as you know, as you've mentioned before, if you understand the director's opinions and background, then it makes it much more clear what this film is about. Yeah. But without that, you know, it opens up a lot of it to interpretation. And it is cool that films like this offer that. Like I think of like films like, you know, that do it at a lesser degree, like Inception or even Shutter Island, things like that, where they have a bit more of like a. Still s- need to watch Shutter Island. Right. Have you ever seen it? I've seen. I saw it when it first came out, which was maybe we should watch that tonight. Just which so is when. Different. But well, I think well, even the difference between what you just said is like, this they, this movie isn't a twist. Right, right. It know, doesn't have a twist and like movie. Right, right. Because if I remember correctly, Shutter Island at the end. Like, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Yes, it just has twist. Yeah, there we go. That's it. That's it. That's it. It just has twist. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I literally do not remember anything about Shutter Island. I just remember like apparently it's a really great movie. Yeah, and the thing I was just mentioning it is that it has a twist where it answers things. Right, yeah. and the thing I was just noting is that with some certain films, a majority of it is pretty explanatory, but there's an element that leaves enough interpretation where this creates discussion. This entire film is that whole experience of trying to understand like what you could literally take every single scene and create a video essay about it, mm-hmm. dissecting the minute details from what people were wearing, what their behaviors were, mm-hmm. what they were talking there about. Are video essays on it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet it would be insane. You could literally create an entire series of stuff about this. And that's, that I literally could type in what is the yellow mm-hmm. and the first thing that pop up, is exactly. in the mother. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's cool in the fact that a film like that offers that. Unfortunately, because there's such, I would say, inconsistency in the methodology of the storytelling where it goes back and forth from grounded to absolutely cerebral and it just creates a lot of, I guess, gaps in understanding its themes. You get the big picture but for those that really want to have that cohesiveness to it, there's it's not going to be a neat picture. And that's unfortunate. So I'm going to give it pretty much a... Th- Fuck. Honestly, a three. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, I had the highest yeah, score. Close. Yeah. It is definitely a movie that like I would re-watch again. Like it, yeah. Which, that's is, a- which is saying a lot for me. I'm not a huge person I- that likes to re-watch movies. But it's just like his. Like it's I, a fucking trip. I'm right. going tell you that. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be yeah. something to check out to see if there's a clue in there you that know, helps you yeah. see like a better picture. I think, but, yeah. I think it would almost be better to like watch it, watch it, do some research on it, and then immediately watch it again. I don't know. No? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that it like, I think that it's, I think what's frustrating to me, frustrating to me about this movie is that it, like, basically immediately, it asks you to answer, like, it asks you to kind of, um, like, understand it. It's asking you to want, like, to to understand this movie, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't understand itself. It doesn't have a clear answer as to what's going on. I think it's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, and if the artistic vision is not coherent, then it's going to be reflected in the final product. So, at the end of the day, would you actually, well, we've touched upon this earlier, but just to reiterate, who would you actually recommend this movie to? Like, because we recognize it's not for everybody. I don't know if I really would recommend it to anyone. Ooh, ew. So yeah, I, I kind of have to add some distinction. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but that doesn't mean that I don't think anyone should watch it. Yeah, I, that's I, fair. Like, Thank you. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I, that's yeah. Said what I was trying to say. <laughs> I think like it's a movie worth watching if you're interested in it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, 
I wouldn't like, like if, say yeah. I wouldn't say like you should watch this like movie to some like, of my friends or anything like that necessarily. Watching this movie, I'd be like, yeah, watch it, then so we can talk about it. Just know it's right. going to be fucking trippy. But I would never trippy. be like, oh my god, guys, I watched this movie. You need to check it out. Mother, you need to check it out. Yeah, it doesn't have that type it of like never, appeal. This would be like probably bottom. Yeah, ball. <laughs> in that regard. Dang. Yeah, I I don't think I would recommend it to anyone in that way. As far um, as all the movies that we've podca- or we've done a podcast episode on, someone this would, would be the bottom of the barrel for recommendations. Yeah. Really? Someone, Damn. For, yeah, I agree. I mean, someone would basically have to come to me with a very specific ask in mind. <laughs> and then I'd, you know. I want something that's absolutely no batshit. It's yeah. like, I, I want something some, for you. Yeah, I want to I want to watch a crazy, uh, what's a crazy movie that's like, you know, I don't know. You if if you're tired of well his his one way like if you're tired of the standard like Hollywood box office type of film and you want something that showcases what cinema can actually do, all right here's something that completely is not what you would expect at all. Uh, Here you go. But there's also like a for me at least there's like a hundred other movies I'd recommend before Mother that do that. True. Yeah, exactly. So that does it at a better like quality. There would there would just never be a time where I would recommend this movie. jack of all trades master of none that's the best way i could probably fit this movie damn i mean if you're a really huge fan of devin uh Aronofsky films then that might be another yeah, if thing. you want to check out if you want to check out his 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 line of work i i haven't seen noah but there's obviously i haven't seen requiem of a dream and i really yeah. want to uh i i really love yeah. all of his movies that i have seen over this movie and that again i just give it damn. three and a half but um i i think if i could do like a three point two five. I would do that. This technical prowess is what honestly carries it, and the acting I mean, is great. Obviously, pretty talented. If oh yeah, the, and I haven't seen Noah, and I haven't seen yeah, yeah, and, and and yeah, I do. I think he's such a divisive director. People hate him, but people also love him. Um, mm. and I think that he's very talented, and I think this movie has, like I've already said, it has a lot of great strengths that I think if it was just honed in a bit more or picked, you know, a stance, it would, it would make more sense and be more enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. What's our drink counter? I think we're, well, Shannon might be at two. Mother. I think Taylor and I are at one. Two gulps left in my second. Every time. Oh, well, what are you going to (laughs) do? The secret is we just need to bring sake next time. Eve to my Adam. <laughs> Which I'm not normally a whiskey drinker, but no, this stuff's actually pretty good. When it's mixed with lemonade. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's well, another episode of Cinema Hangover. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Later, y'all. See ya. Peace. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.